Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome to episode five (laughs) during quarantine. Can you believe it? Julie, I have no concept of days, hours, weeks. Everything is just blended together. Yeah, the only way to know, for us at least, what how much time has even passed is by how many podcasts we've recorded. Yeah, it's like the only thing that's been keeping me sane, I feel like, you know? Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So as you guys know, um, we typically do two episodes a week, but in light of everything going on, people have been really wanting more content. So we've been trying to deliver it when it seems fitting. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that when Love is Blind came out, we were on that bandwagon. And personally, I have never <laughs> connected to a show the way that I connected to Love is Blind, right? That's an incredibly accurate statement. Yeah. Like I just was obsessed with it. And I found this kind of insatiable like appetite for Love is Blind content. Right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, we both loved it. Like, even Isabel was like so quickly on the bandwagon, too. I think before me, even. But for you, it was like you don't watch TV. So this is like a whole new world for you. Oh, this is a whole new world for me. So while we're here in quarantine, I was thinking, like, okay, what can we do to, like, I don't know, just to make more, (laughs) to make more Love is Blind content? And Basically, what this episode is going to be, it's like a Love is Blind mega bonus episode. So we interviewed Nick and Vanessa, Giannina, and Elsie. And what you're going to hear is bits and pieces from the interviews. None of them are really the full thing. You may hear some of them come in mid-interview. A lot of that is honestly because of the audio difficulties that we're having. (laughs) It's the Surgeon General's warning. We have to give it. We have to just warn you guys. I know the audio quality isn't what it normally is, but... We are doing the best we physically can, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so first up is Nick and Vanessa, who we've kind of become friendly with them over DM, but we didn't act. This was the first time I think we spoke to them on the phone. So it was, they're they're great. They were like a lot of fun. Um, And I don't know. I had the time of my life. If you would have told me 
a month ago that when I was watching Giannina storm away in her wedding dress that I would have been interviewing her about her sex life with Damien, I would have told you you were lying. Oh my God, you never would have believed me if I told you that. Never, truly never. Um, so yeah, we'll just cut, we'll play all the different interviews and um, we will, Julie and I will pop in in between to kind of debrief. Again, apologies in advance for the audio, but we had a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, we'll catch you guys right after Nick and Vanessa. So we kind of just wanted to start with, you know, we, as well as the rest of the world, have become so fascinated with this show. And I guess the first question is kind of like, did you guys expect for this to blow up in the way that it did? I mean, I think the easy answer to that is no. I mean, we, I remember being on, on set, we were shooting in Atlanta, and, and Vanessa and I would do like a full day on set with everybody, and then we'd get back to the hotel at night and literally sit in the, in the you know, hotel bar and have a, have a drink at the end of the day, and we found ourselves just talking about it so much and talking about all the different things that happened during the day, and I remember thinking to myself, if we're this interested in talking about it after we've worked on it all day, then I have a feeling that it's going to be pretty, pretty exciting for the viewer to watch. But I don't think anyone, anyone expected this. It's been crazy. Well, what's crazy is obviously there's 10 episodes. Uh, Honestly, like this, just season one could probably be like 10 seasons. (laughs) Yeah. Um, People don't get that it was shot in fall of 2018. And, you know, we talked with Netflix and um, Kinetic who, produced the show and they had like thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of footage because they didn't know what the show was going to become. If it's a scripted show, then you, you know, you're, you're beginning, middle and end, but this wasn't, this was truly an experiment, which I use loosely, but um, <laughs> that we wanted to follow this journey with people. And we didn't know, I remember like week two, we we're like, we hope we get proposals. And then week like five, we're like, we hope, you know, someone says yes at the altar and someone like we just we kept hoping that all these things would happen, but none of it was scripted. So I was during the first two weeks with just the women and Nick was with just the men. So Nick and I would obviously get ready together. And then it was literally like, bye, babe, bye, babe, because they had them. No pun intended, but like quarantined in separate parts <laughs> of this. Right. Um, uh, and this, um, this studio. Thank you. Um, in Atlanta, Georgia. And so literally I would spend the entire day, like hours, like six hours without Nick and vice versa. And we would text each other. And then that night we would go to the bar, like he said, and this is actually when I started drinking um, old fashioned. Like, do you guys know what those are? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Everybody knows. I don't ever want to assume people don't, people don't drink, but he loves bourbon. I'll, you know what? I'm in Atlanta. I'm going to try one. And it was so good. So it became our thing. We would sit down at the bar we get old fashioned and we would talk. I'm like, okay, so Lauren told me this today. And, you know, G told me this today. And, oh, my gosh, Amber said this. Did you see that? And he's like, she said, what? Because this is what Barnett said. And so we were actually kind of in the middle of it while it was going on because he didn't see both sides, just like the viewer, I guess. Um, and what is a bummer is that I get people's frustration with not being able to see all of the footage and all of the dates. And I mean, I think in episode one, you've already got a proposal, but if you think about how many people there to, to everyone's knowledge. Now there were two other couples that got engaged. You just don't, we can't have that many camera crews because every single person had their own little crew that followed them around. And that was their audio and their video and their, you know, their line producer that was making sure we had all these moments and that we saw them because when they're sifting through thousands of hours of footage, they need to know what they've got. So um, there, yeah. was, there was so much, you know, so much footage and so much editing that had to be done. I think that's the, the other thing that we, 
you know, we, we spent a lot of time with, we, you know, on my side with the guys and on Vanessa's side with the girls. We spent a lot of time, a lot of interviews, you know, a lot of stuff that, that ended up not necessarily making the air, but we were so, you know, ingrained in the, in the process and, you don't get to see all that because I think in the end it just there wasn't time to Vanessa's point. You don't want to see us. You want to see their love story. Who cares about us? Well, no. It's <laughs> I would have watched the whole show of you guys catching each other up at the bar. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> because you, guys, you know what? If there's a season two, we'll make sure to like Instagram live our bar conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, seriously. Yes, that needs to be. It's, oh my god, from your mouth to God's ears, that needs to be its own set. <laughs> That would have been gold. You know, when we, we spoke to some of the other contestants, we spoke to Giannina um, and Elsie, and they were talking actually about how you guys were so, so, so involved in the process because when we were watching the reunion and everybody felt, it seemed at least from, you know, watching that everybody felt so connected to you. And like you said, we didn't get to see that. So I just love hearing it from your perspective that you guys were really in, like you were in the nitty gritty kind of with them. But it was great though and how Chris um, at Kinetic did it, it's on one hand, like, so from mine and Nick's perspective, I guess as well as the host, we were just kind of the connected tissue, but back to what Nick said, there's so much, there were so many beats that when it's cut together at the end of the day, we're trying to give the best uh, piece of us to explain what's going on, but without inundating you with our conversations or our, it's all about their actual love story and their, their ride. But yeah, there were a lot, we talked to them after every pod date. We talked to them before each proposal. We were actually in those little rooms, holding them, grabbing them, breathing with them, talking with them, giving them that last bit of confidence or that last piece of gum or that last, you know, whatever they needed before they met their fiance. And then we were at all of their weddings. But again, honestly, like, we're so proud of how this show came out. It's not about us. We're just proud to be a part of this journey. And, and I say proud because I do believe that this isn't a salacious, cheesy Yes, there are some moments because it is television, but this is truly like moving the bar on how people hopefully view love and view a soulmate. And, and especially now in this time, I think you have to rely on that connection that you have, that emotional connection and not that physical contact because, you know, like all of them have said at the end of the day, they're going to be old and gray and boobs are sagging and whatever else is sagging. Yeah. Like, of me. But it, it is nice to hear him say that, though, because we were, we, we try to be a part of the process, you know, and be a sounding board and be, you know, and give advice where it was appropriate. And, you know, it, we felt like we were kind of on this journey, you know, with them and, and rooting for all of them, obviously. So, you know, it, it is nice to hear him kind of, you know, say that, that we were a part of it because we certainly felt like we were a part of it. And, and you know, we, as Vanessa said, we couldn't be happier with the way it turned out and, and, and couldn't be happier for, you know, for the connections that were, you know, genuinely made and, and you know, exist to this day. So, all in all, just a really cool, you know, a really cool kind of show and, and experiment and project to be a part of. Um, so we were thrilled, you know, thrilled with how it came out. Oh, my God. I, I mean this truly from the bottom of our hearts. We thank you because this was, I actually think, the most entertaining television that I personally have watched in a really long time. I could not get I would love there. to take credit, but we can't take credit. We, I think it's all the pieces. It's Netflix. It's it's um, kinetic. It's, you know, Nick and I, it's a big, huge part of it is our lovers. It's, we had 30 amazing, incredible humans from Atlanta who were willing to not only put themselves out there and be vulnerable, but be filmed doing it, you know? And, and people yeah. are like, oh, you know, this is, this is a casting process. It's that, that's why it was in Atlanta, actually, because it isn't. This was 
a moment where we had an opportunity to tell people, do you really want to find love and do you want to be in a long-term relationship? That was like trait number one. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah, no, of course. Right. But no, it's great to hear you said because I actually literally because we're in this quarantine situation. I was I was pushing our two youngest kids in the in the double stroller today, walking down the street, and this lady got out of her car and she's like, "Are you Nick Lachey?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." She said, "I just have to thank you because me and all my friends that we're literally binge watching Love Is Blind and it's getting us through this period." So I was like, "That's really you know." It's like when you hear stuff like that and you hear people like really genuinely you know telling you they stayed up till four in the morning addicted to the show and yeah, i mean that makes that makes it all worthwhile that's that's in the end that's what you want when you do a project like this is for people to you know people to gravitate to it and and respond to it like this so that's really cool yeah no i mean that's people aren't just telling you that because cause you're there it's it's really the truth um we just let can we talk for a second about some of the specific couples and some of the specific people because i felt like every individual person was so dynamic and so interesting on their own and you know, even the people that didn't end up finding love or it didn't end up working out, we got to see such a growth in them across, you know, throughout the season. And I'm just curious if either of you, especially getting to know them so well, had any soft spots for any of the individual people? Or are there any moments that, you know, we didn't get to see that really stuck with you? I mean, I could just say from, like, like Vanessa, to her point, she was with the women and I was with the men. I could just say, you know, from the men's point of view, you know, day one, they're all coming in, they're all going home, yeah, we're going to do, you know, and by literally, like, by the end of day number two, <laughs> Damien's in tears, I'm so in love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, men are, like, crumbling. I'm like, really, what is going on here? It was unbelievable, and it was totally, totally organic and real. I just, it blew my mind how quickly people, like, bought into the process and were affected by by the experience and by the process. And just seeing, you know, grown men who came in with one, you know, kind of mindset and so quickly, like, really brought to their knees. Um, yeah. it, it blew my mind. Just, um, it was, it was from the guy's point of view, it was interesting to, to watch the way that they changed and how they supported each other and, and their willingness to kind of open themselves up and, and be a little bit more sensitive and a little bit more vulnerable and, um, and, and kind of go all in on, on the experience, which I was, I was kind of shocked that they all chose to do, but in the end, that's what makes it work, you know? Mm-hmm. No, completely. Completely. Did you, uh, I, I have to hear Vanessa, I need your opinion on the whole Jessica Mark situation. Yeah. Um, Tell me your thoughts on <laughs> anything. Yeah, we watched on everything. <laughs> so it's honestly like she, I think, went through the most growth in this sense that when I saw her at the reunion, she's like, and she said this herself, so I'm not putting words in her mouth. She said, I actually, because they had given them the, uh, the episode, just five of them, I believe, before the reunion. We filmed the reunion in February before it even was a hit, if that makes any sense. So, like, before right. it was even out. This was just, like, a reunion we were going to do for social, and this thing has just been such an, uh, it's taken a life of its own that it ended up being a bonus episode, which we're so grateful for. Um, and, and obviously, as it went out, there were more questions that I think ended up naturally happen, happening in the world that we would have maybe asked, but this happened before all of that came out. So anyway, as far as Jessica and Mark, she, in my opinion, has had the most personal growth. Um, some people have had relationship growth. Everybody, I believe, has had personal growth. Jessica, in my opinion, has had the most, and I really do applaud her. And it's hard. There are so many people that are really hating on her. And she's just like, uh, she had no idea. You know what I mean? She went in one person 
And I do believe she came out another, a better person. And unfortunately, her journey is for all of us to see on stream whenever we want across the world. So I really do commend her. I think she herself said, I made bad choices. She herself said, I wish I would have done this differently. And she said she couldn't even watch all of the episodes because she was actually cringing. She admitted to drinking too much and cussing too much and just everything too much. So um, as far as the relationship, I do believe in my heart there was something there. You don't, you don't, Mark fell in love with her head over heels and she truly did also fall in love with him. We all have our degrees of love and, you know, there's a TV show that gives you uh, a tiny fraction of the entire process. But yeah, ultimately they didn't, they didn't work out and she knew it. So I guess at the end, that's the thing that people didn't understand. We didn't make anybody propose, nor did the production. That was like, we were hoping they would so that we would have a show. But Mm. once you did propose for the sake of the process, and again, I use the word Lucy, experiment, we had to see if you could stay with this person through this process and then at the altar still say I do or I don't and lose them forever. And what I mean by forever is because everyone's like, well, it's not forever. If you're standing there in a wedding gown and your you know, fiance is in a suit or tux and you're like, I can't right now, it's going to do something to your human. And whether right. you just this or not, whether one of you decided not to and the other one did, it's going to mess with your head and it's going to question your love and your worth, and it's going to start doing all of those things. So this truly is an emotional experiment. So the part of the process that you did have to complete was the altar. So Jessica at that point had made up her mind, but she still had to go through with it. So when people ask, why did you even, she had to. So she walked up there and she had to, and she did what she was going to do, which was say, you're an amazing man. And I, I can't, you know, and also with, um, with other couples that didn't do it, that was part of the experiment for all of them. But um, I do believe that they still have a sweet space in each other's hearts for each other. Do you remember your first, like, real big heartbreak? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, of course. I mean, yeah. granted, a lot of her when we were younger, and hers is on, again, international television. But they they fell for each other. They fell hard. And you didn't see a lot of that. And then she did get, you know, she started, um, as she used the word, self-sabotaging herself. And then Barnett came in the picture, and then she second-guessed herself. But she did fall for Mark, and he did propose to her, and they did have a thing. I mean, we filmed this over eight weeks, and Nick and I were there for eight weeks with them. So this wasn't – you can't fake these emotions. I mean, they had, they had a lot of, I think, hurdles to overcome. Their age definitely was, whether they admitted it or not, I think it, it, the age definitely had a, played a part in, in the whole thing. And But to Mark's credit, you know, despite all the you know, heartbreak and the emotions and all that stuff, I do think that he's the first to admit he came out – better person he learned a lot and as he's moved forward you know in life it's like it's been a good thing for him that, that was the cool thing about the reunion is every single one of them when we asked you know any regrets would you do it again they all raised their hand and said we absolutely would do it again no regrets you know even those who you know are taking their you know taking their lumps on social media or whatever i mean they, they all they all appreciated the process and appreciated what they what they went through and experienced and what they learned well i think i think honestly that a lot of that is credit to, you know, you guys, the production, et cetera, because there was something that was palpable as a viewer that clearly these contestants felt safe. You know what I mean? And, and I felt like because they felt safe, they were able to be vulnerable. And this wouldn't have been the same show it was if they didn't feel that same kind of, like, comfort. So, yeah, you're I, 100% right. I you agree. Know? And that's, I give total credit. I told Nick, I said, I am so glad. And obviously when we first met with Netflix and then when we met with Kinetic, we – 
knew all this, but we didn't know going into it exactly how hard they were going to stick to it. And they did. They let it breathe. So they didn't go in and go, hey, I'm sorry. Um, we're going to need to shoot that again. Can you tell her again that you don't want to be, or they never did that. They literally let it breathe. And to your point, they felt safe. They're like, this is, this is me. And this is a person. They actually probably at times forgot there was a camera there. Oh, you know, probably because that. they were also not right in front of them. They were behind a tree or behind a whatever. And in the pods, they, there weren't cameramen in the pods. It was all pre, um, preset. So when you walk into a pod, it doesn't look like there's cameras there. If that makes any right. sense. It wasn't like one right. wall of straight cameras or there's a guy there who's like coughing or trying to like turn off his, there was nobody in the pod. With a you. Boom mic above yeah. your head. None of that. It was like a continuous <laughs> room. And then a mini bar, which, you know, always <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was, um, actually there was no drinking at the reunion. We didn't want it to be that, you know, I know that everyone's like, Oh, reunion tables are flipped and this and that. We just wanted them to have an opportunity to, to your point, have a safe place to come back and say, Hey guys, this is me. This is me then. This is me now. And this is what I'm proud of. And they did. So, um, that's, it's, it's nice to be a part of that. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray, and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray, and Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real, and for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. I have one last contestant question, which is, what do you guys think, Giannina and Damien-wise? You think they're in it for the long haul? You know what? I do. I, I <laughs> show, and I didn't until I saw them at the reunion. Because mm. I didn't. Know. Oh wow! What's that? I was just saying. Oh wow! Because I I felt that way too when um when we saw them at the reunion that it, it their relationship felt different than it did the first time. Yeah. Well, and also they didn't. She. I. I well, the way it ends. The way it ends. I mean, the last time we saw them before all this was was the wedding when she ran out in her in her wedding dress and his right. family was even to be there and. So in my mind, I'm thinking, well, that's it. They're they're done. They're never going to you know speak again. So I was I was the first. I'm the first to admit I was shocked when they were still together. Well, then when we did press for Love Is Blind before the show came out, we were with um, the PR team, and she's like, yeah, just so you guys know, so and so's together, so and so's still together, and so and so's dating. I was like, what? Gene, yeah. they're dating? <laughs> yeah, they're dating. <laughs> and I was confused, kind of to Nick's point and to your point. I was like, they're dating, they're dating. And then when we were at the reunion, I can't honestly remember because the reunion was four and a half hours and you guys only saw, I think, an hour. So yeah. we talked to them for four and a half hours. Literally four and a half hours is two potty breaks. <laughs> potty, oh, oh my God. 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 Potty no breaks. drinking. <laughs> no drinking. Yeah, no it was drinking. a long four and a half hours. But anyways, 
she had told us that right after the show, so the show wrapped November 17th, 2018. I know that because Jessica reminded us. She's like, that was the day that it wrapped, and I'll never forget that day because she, you know, had a lot of self-growth. But anyway, G and Damien said that she went to his parents' house for Thanksgiving and then again for Christmas. And so I'm like, oh, you guys, like, legit got back together as soon as this ended when there were no cameras and there was no... There was no need, not to say that they were putting on a show. I don't believe that anybody was putting on a show, but there is that layer when there is a camera there or there is, she even said I was a little blinded by this, you know, fairy tale and the wedding day and she wasn't seeing him and he's like, you aren't seeing me, but you're seeing me now. And I truly believe that. I think she is unlike any woman that he's ever been with in his life. And I think oh, he, yeah. he, she's a strong personality, but there's something about that that, that is incredibly attractive to him and. And they, they in, in, in their own special way, complement each other, and it works. And I, it, they seem completely, completely um, in love and connected. And I think the whole experience is, you know, for them, it had to end, you know, at the altar the way it did. But to see them take the next step and then, like, continue to get to know each other. And, I mean, here we are a year and a half later, and they're still dating. So there's something, there's something legit there. I think that year and a half, I told Nick, I was like, that's huge for season one for the couple because mm-hmm. before the world can actually start infiltrating any of their confidence or, cause you know, there's always the good side of things and then there's the negative side of things. They had a year and a half to solidify it. Like even Amber and Barnett had a year, they called it, what was it like secret, secret buried year, secret year. They have a hashtag where they went traveling all around the world. Lauren and Cameron got a dog, moved in, spent time with his family. G and Damien got to work it out. So everybody got to kind of like really solidify in that year and a half and then bam. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. With, with Damien and G, does the now do you think the engagement picks up where it left off or are we starting fresh with them? Uh, wait, wait, I'm sorry, what's your question? <laughs> like do you think that the engagement picks up where it left off in the sense of like they were engaged? Are they still engaged or are they just going back to square one and dating? Oh, I think she said they're not engaged. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're oh, okay. They have their they're own dating. Okay. And we love it. And, and we wouldn't have had that without that initial engagement. And they both wanted that. And I even asked her at the time, I was like, did you plan on proposing to him? She's like, no, I just felt like I need to do this right now. And that's kind of what Nick's saying. Like, Damien's never met a woman like that. He was like, get up off your knee. Like, <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh, she's incredible. It's just it's awesome. It, I love it. I love watching um, it. I don't I don't know if anyone's ever met a woman like her, honestly. No. <laughs> I talked to her, I said you're one of a kind. I said you I said I mean this in the most positive way. You were made for reality television. She really was. Yeah, you it's, know what's crazy is she's so um she's so confident and assertive and aggressively positive in the in the most calming way. If that makes any sense. It makes total she's sense. Not, yeah, yeah definitely. About it, she just she's like, "This is who I am." This is, and that a big part of that's her culture, and you know, mm-hmm. I love it. I love seeing the different cultures coming together. I love seeing the different types of personalities, and it's just it's yeah, to your point, this is lightning in a bottle. And honestly, I, I don't know how they're ever going to do it again and find it's going to be new personalities. It's going to be a completely different season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so are we getting cool. a season two? Well, we haven't gotten an official word yet, but I mean, obviously, we're we're hoping because we love will, to do it again. We've had lots and lots of talks, and you will be one of the first to know. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Okay. I, I have to. I'll know. DM you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank I God. To, yes, really. I have to just tell you guys before we go that Nick, 
that, you know, the whole obviously thing was great in its own. But when you left that comment on Chrissy Teigen's picture, I have to tell you that this is something we talk about all the time, that celebrities that can really play into the joke, it's like, yes, they're doing it right. And I was standing on the corner of 81st and Lex when that comment came in. We have never formatted or posted something quicker. And I just want to tell you, thank you for that, because it was one of the, (laughs) oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, I'm the first to admit, I, I, I just can't believe that thing even had took a life of its own the way it did. It's uh, it was it was wild and and kind of ridiculous. And but yeah, I mean, I look, I I'm the biggest proponent of being self-deprecating and taking a crack at yourself and having some fun with it. So, um, you know, thank you guys. It was it was it's fun. It's you just gotta laugh at that kind of stuff, as you guys know. So it's it's all totally. right. It's funny. You're trying to be a gentleman. He's like, wait, I was being a gentleman, and I go, yes, but if let's change the tone and see how other people see it. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. Like he literally yeah. doesn't right. Well, no, literally. I mean, I was saying like. She's Vanessa Lachey, and and I'm obviously I'm Nick Lachey, her husband. That's the way that it was meant to come out, but the way that people took it, it just kind of made me laugh because I. So guys, I have a challenge. How do you think if there's a season two, we should introduce ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> it has to I be. I think I should switch. <laughs> no, then I'll catch heat for that. For Wait, should season. we just say, hey guys? Obviously, we're the Lacheys. Exactly. Vanessa Lachey, Nick Lachey, and this is obviously Levis Brines. Yeah, yeah you're Vanessa, I think you should get the obviously. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay, we'll do, it'll be. Yeah. If that's how it happens, oh, my God. It'll be. But there's a guy I can't go first, so I'll catch you for that. No, he, that's the thing is he was letting me go first, and then he wanted to say, and, you know, obviously I'm her husband, Nick Lachey, like, oh, murr, murr, murr. Yeah, and I kind of appreciate that her husband, Nick Lachey, is the way to do it. too. <laughs> well, that's what we saw them, right? That's what yeah, we're I saying. We're like, you have a feeling that this is what it was meant to be. Yeah, we knew it. You know what? It's like what Nick said. Like, we literally laughed about it. And he's like, this is bananas. He goes, this show has a life of its own. He's like, people are actually dissecting how I'm introducing myself. I'm like, I know, babe. It's weird. That's all I can keep saying is like, Crazy. this is just a credit to, to how popular <laughs> and great the show is. This is a. Oh, it was amazing. This is seriously a dream. I can't think of something that we would rather do in quarantine than speak to you guys about love is blind. Seriously. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you well, so, so much. You guys do uh, across the board. We obviously enjoy uh, enjoy following you all, and, and uh, you guys do a great job. So thanks for what you do. Oh, of course. Oh, thank you. Yes, we will talk to you guys. Any other burning questions, guys? Before I mean, our kids, this is actually – Pretty incredible. It's been yeah. Please almost- let's keep going. We have a p- little. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're quietly in the room, like just sitting there. We did give our son an iPad, and we don't usually do that on weekdays. We try not to because whatever. And he's like, "What?" So of course he's being very good. <laughs> I actually have a question that a lot of people were asking us, which we didn't have the answer to. I mean, we could speculate, but you know, because there were eight couples that worked out, right? And you ended up shooting six. Was the decision to you know, to choose those six really just strictly from a production standpoint, like these are the ones that we think will make the best TV. Oh, well, I mean, obviously, have you guys talked to Chris, the creator of the show? We haven't spoken to him yet, no. You haven't, okay. So I remember we were hoping to get, so they had a set a set number of camera crews. I want to say it was like four or five, and like, like one or two of them had to double up. And what I mean by a camera crew is, You've got to have, obviously, the camera guy. You have the audio. You have tape. You have, there's, like, four or five people for each couple. And then when we had eight proposals, we were like, whoa. How do we, right. how do we get down? And they honestly, 
I want to say, I don't want to say it was at random because I really. Well, it wasn't something that, that was beyond our pay grade. We didn't, we, you know, they definitely had, had more couples than they were able to follow, you know, to, to Vanessa's point with, with right. staffing. Um, it was just a, it was a staffing question. I, I'm not so. sure what criteria they used to, to, to pick, you know, the five they went with versus the, the eight that they had or what have you. Um, right. We definitely weren't a part of, of making that decision. Um, right. But they did a great job. I guess. I oh, my God, an amazing job. Of the two that didn't get followed, one of them is still together, Rory uh, and Danielle. Yeah, they're still because she's on Instagram, like they're okay. together. And then Lexi is not together, but like right after they left, they went on their own vacation and she... Remember, she sent us a video yeah. on Instagram. He was, like, singing 98 Degrees in the car. It was really cute. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, we got to really know them for two weeks. So when they we left, they also left. We were just like, okay, bye. You know, right. kind of, yeah, it was weird. Are, but, you uh, as happy, are you as happy for Kenny as we are? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? They're both, they're both really sweet people. And, and honestly, um, you know, that was one of those where I, I – I really kind of thought they would work we, out. I think honestly. we did. We, 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 thought, they were, we, we thought, thought they were. We thought they were a guarantee. Um, they yes, and then they chose not to. But no, I mean, they're, they're, they just, you know, I think he, he's obviously moved away now, and a lot of things have changed in, in their lives. And he's a great, he's a great guy. Um, I had a chance to spend a lot of time with Kenny um, and get to know him pretty well, and, and have a lot of, you know, a lot of great conversations with with him. And so uh, I think the world of him and. And as I do her, and I think, you know, it turns out they weren't right for each other, but they're both great people, and they'll, they'll figure it out. Kenny is so unbelievably well-grounded. Like, when we were at the reunion, and I said, Kenny, for president, you guys, again, just got, like, a minute. He, I think, talked in that moment for, like, 10, 15 minutes and just mm-hmm. kind of mesmerized. He's got such a great head on his shoulders. And he, with her, you know, they kind of balanced each other out through this process. But that's another part that um, – they decided together, and I think Kelly's been really vocal about that because she doesn't want to feel like such a villain, but they decided with their families together that they weren't going to say yes. But Nick and I, the whole time, were like, they're going to they're gonna be the one that makes it. We were convinced once we went to Mexico, we're like, Kenny and Kelly, they're given. Okay, what about the other couples? Like, right. when we're having our little cocktail in the hotel. We're like, what do you think about this one? What do you think about that one? For sure, everybody was like, Kenny and Kelly's going to make it, and they didn't, which really so kind of surprised funny. all of us. Yeah. Well, I think that was one of the best parts of the of the show, or like the most honest parts of the show, was at their wedding when Kelly's mom was like, oh, "I really like him." Yeah, yeah. So they loved they their families genuinely loved each other, but they were like, "You know what? We're not going to let this." Well, they said to us because we both like well, they were some of the ones that seemingly on paper had the least amount of hurdles to jump. Like they, and then all of a sudden, families loved each other. They were both they seemed like they had a great chemistry, and they and they they were just very calm. It was like very smooth sailing with them. And so, you know, but I think that, I think the process felt a, a little bit rushed right. for them and, yeah. and they just didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to fall into, in, into doing something too, too quickly. Um, yeah. and as it turns out, they, they just, maybe the connection wasn't there the way we thought it was, but that was, again, that was the cool part about this whole process is it, it was a curveball every day. I mean, there was something new and something organically just out of left field every single day which is what makes great TV, honestly. But that, to your point, we were watching them and we're like, oh, they're, they're going to be the given. And then when they weren't the given, Nick and I were like, oh, well, they'll, they'll do this at their own pace and then they'll get back together. And when we saw them at the reunion, it's kind of back to the, again, quote-unquote, experiment. Once you stand in an altar and you're like, I don't, I don't, even if you both agree not to, it really makes you question, why didn't I? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, why? Yeah. You're the I mean, me and... Oh, no, you're going to no, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're the one for me and I'm the one for you, why are we both saying no? Because we're rushed. But when is it ever going to be, you know, like, 
when is it ever going to be right now or a year from now or six months from now or a year and a half from now? So I think that they really pulled away. They both did love each other and agree not to get married. But then afterwards, I think all of the reality set in. They're like, there's a reason we said no. And then, yeah, they both now have their own happy lives. And I think Kenny just posted a picture of his girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I have to check that out. Oh, yeah, I have to look at that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Am I at something that you didn't know? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you must be. All right. <laughs> Final question for both of you, Rapid Fire. If you had to choose favorite moment from the show. Favorite moment from the show? Mm-hmm. That you guys saw or that we taped? <laughs> well, preferably that you taped, but really anything. <laughs> but I'll be honest, my, my favorite part of the whole the whole show was, because you know, there was so much of talking to them as they were getting to know each other in the pods and, Breaking each other down and who are you gravitating towards and who are you going to propose to? She, you know, say yes. And Vanessa and I were both with them respectively in like the waiting room before they just, saw each other yeah. for the first time. And like the anticipation, the butterflies and the nerves and the emotions of literally waiting for a door to open and seeing your fiance on the other side who you've never seen before. I mean, that was palpable to us. I remember being just so. You're both crying. Yeah, crying. Crazy. Well, so, so this is, you guys saw them meeting each other. So for the whole process, it was pretty much just them. And there was no production crew, staff, nobody was visible around. Whenever they came out to do their interview with us, it would be me, Nick, and the Navy camera guy. But I was Mike, they were Mike. There weren't a ton of people ever around. But the moment that they all met face-to-face for the engagements, there were eight couples. I did my interview with the girls. He did his interview with the guys. And then there was a third wall that you can't, the fourth wall, excuse me, that you can't see. Imagine like a, like a theater, right? Mm-hmm. Right. For every single person in this production, <laughs> down to catering, was standing there. We were all like holding our mouths because people were like, ah! like having, they were making noise. And the guys were like, we can hear you. We were all literally like waiting for this moment because we were there with them for the journey of the two weeks and seeing them fall in love. And we're like, they're about to meet for the first time. We don't want to see it on a monitor. We want to be right here. So I remember we were all standing there holding our mouths so that we wouldn't make any noise. And we just, we were crying or we were excited or we were, when they would leave, we were like, I think like, like, how are they feeling? And it was, it was honestly palpable. Like Nick said, it was pretty magical. We genuinely felt like we were on this, on this journey with them and, and, you know, try to be such cheerleaders for them and support. So like to see it, you know, we were like proud parents in a weird way. I mean, (laughs) really that that moment where they each other for the first time, it it was just the, the tension and the, the anxiety and the, the nervousness and all of it just it, it created this incredibly explosive moment. It was it was fun to be be there for that and see that. It was like the old married couple. Oh, no, you young kids are gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean seriously. I even though we as viewers didn't see your guys' involvement that much, I can just like I said, it, it's obvious in the way that they reacted and everybody that we spoke to said that and. I mean it so sincerely to you guys, to everyone, thank you, because that is the most entertaining television literally ever. <laughs> and we are praying for yeah. season two. Well, fingers crossed. Yes. Uh, keep us posted. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, are they not so much fun? So much fun. They're honestly, they're so sweet. And talking to them, I like really, I had an appreciation from them before. Like, not even from the show, just in general and watching them on social media, but talking to them and interviewing them. Oh, my God. They are so sweet, so nice. They're really, they're adorable. Yeah, but it also made so much sense to me after talking to them why 
everybody else, all the contestants said that they were so like warm and they, cause I, like I said to them, I was like, we didn't see you guys really playing that role, but we know you did because we talked to the people, you know? Right. Yeah. Totally. And it's, it's so funny listening to them talk about it because it gave, gives us such a better idea of what they were doing behind the scenes. For sure. And also we had to talk, we had, I like, I was like, we are not hanging up this phone until we talk to Nick about the obviously line. Oh my God. <laughs> And it was exactly what we thought it was. We knew that he was just basically trying to say, like, obviously that makes me Nick Lachey. But once we were talking to them and they were saying how he, he then realized how it came off, it was just so funny. So funny. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the Viral Turquoise Tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Okay, so next up is Giannina. This one, this one, right before we went to do it, we had crippling technological difficulties and Julie couldn't be on it, so it was me solo. I apologize for any audio issues. This was like, I think, day three of quarantine and we didn't have our situation figured out, but... I got, you know, I started kind of slow with her. I wanted to get her warmed up. She's really a sweet girl. And then I had to ask her the hard-hitting questions. I was like, I asked her about the sex conversation. I asked her about the ripping the wedding dress. She talked about how the wedding dress was dirty and then clean. Like she, she went deep, you know? Oh my God. I'm so glad she did. I, I think we had a connection. You're, you haven't even listened to it yet. You're going to love this. No, I haven't. I was, I was just thinking about that as you were saying that. I was like, oh my God, I cannot wait to hear this interview. It's a good one. You know, I think like we kind of started slow. I asked the, the normal questions, but then I think she kind of got my vibe of like, let's get to the good stuff. And I think it, it was really good. I, I liked her a lot. So let's cut to that. You know, I know it's kind of hard to think back, but after that all happened after the wedding, like, did you feel in your heart that you were going to get back? No, I didn't know. I yeah. After the wedding, I was just like, you know, I we have just gone through so much and this could very well be the end, but I need to talk to him, right? Like, right. at the end of the day, like, it's the relationship is between, you know, you and your partner. And um, I just wanted to know, like, can we be a, a relationship outside of this? And he wanted to know that, too. And so we just kind of went for it. Um, and we took every day, we took it day by day. Like, I didn't know that I was going to still be with him a year and a half later, obviously. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know, well, I have so many questions. I, <laughs> I mean, I want to know, what was that like to have to kind of hide it for such a long time, both for you and also um, for your families? Well, my family's new, right? My, my closest friends knew. Um, and 
that's really all I needed. So when people, you know, new friends or new acquaintances would ask, like, so, like, how are you and your boyfriend meet? Because, you know, it's just a question everyone likes to ask. I would just say we met through mutual friends. Right. And it was, it was interesting because, you know, the relationship, I didn't, I mean, other than not posting on social, I didn't really have to hide that. Um, like, me being with him, I would, would still go out with him and, you know, eat with him. He met my whole family. Um, but, he, like, to the social media world, I didn't have a boyfriend. Um, to new people that met me, we were just, you know, we met normally. So it was right. nice to have that privacy for so long since we knew that eventually, you know, we weren't going to have that anymore. Right. No, that's actually true. I guess it's like, you know, for a specific amount of time, you got to be just you guys kind of in your own little world. A hundred percent. It was very yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that there was a lot of kind of, you know, I heard Damien speak about it recently saying that, you know, once you agree to kind of go through with the engagement, you did have to go to the, the wedding day. And even if you decided not to go through with it, that was part of part of kind of the deal of signing up for the show. But I would still imagine that there was um, some forgiveness that I guess had to, you know, come from you with him because I know you felt your heart was kind of broken. And how was that like, you know, dealing with those internal emotions of whatever you were feeling and trying to you know, kind of move past while still having that hurt? Uh, You mean after the wedding? Yeah, after the wedding. Yeah, so forgiveness is a really powerful thing. Um, And he he expressed a lot of that towards me as well. Um, And we just kind of fed off of each other, right? After the wedding, I, I moved into my own place. He had his own place. And I was able to, like, just really... Like I said, like take it day by day, and without the pressure of the wedding, I felt like so much lighter, right? Mm-hmm. And he understood. I mean, he told me where he was coming from. Hey, like I just don't want to get married right now. I want us to be friends. And I had gone through such an up and down roller coaster throughout the whole show, either too, you know. So me being on the other side and telling him, well, now I'm ready, and you have to be ready too when I wasn't for a really long time, it, it felt hypocritical to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, you know, was in front of my family and friends and things like that. But um, I think we just worked at it every day. And he is such a gentleman that <laughs> it was like, it, it, he just does these really beautiful things. And he doesn't even do them like to schmooze me. It's just how he is. Like, I'll come home and, you know, I'll have like a little present there or I'll have, like my favorite sushi from my favorite restaurant, like just waiting. It's just like these like super sweet things that it's like, you know, like we were put under extreme circumstances. Like, do I have, is that what I'm going to base, you know, our connection off of for the rest of our life? Or can we try and rebuild a new one? It was a very unconventional type of situation. I think even the strongest couples were really tested. You know, that's not easy. It moved really fast. So fast. And, you know, like I'm, I'm a really resilient person and, but when it comes to matters of the heart, it just hits different. Mm-hmm. It yeah. does. I mean, it's heart versus head, and there's like a whole, yeah. Um, you know, I had a kind of just a behind-the-scenes question that I think people were curious about. I know in the reunion, Damien alluded to the fact that he had like a brief connection with Lauren's in the pods, and I was just wondering, we, never, we didn't really see your connections with other people. Did that exist at all, or was it Damien kind of from day one? No, so I had I had um my first connection, so my first date ever, um, was Barnett. Like first pod date, first everything. And I was I came out of that and I was like, Barnett is it, like he's funny, he's chill and then by like 
day three, I was like, Barnett is definitely not it. And <laughs> so that was definitely one of my, yeah, me and Amber kind of flipped. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. What do you think, just as a side note, what do you think about how that all turned out with Barnett and Amber and Jessica Mark? What's What's your take? Okay, so Barnett and Amber are literally the same person. I am, <laughs> like, they are so meant to be. I freaking love them. And we've, you know, when we were in L.A., we all hung out, and they're just so cute. They're such a fun couple to be around. Um, and Mark and Jessica, you know, I think I think the experiment can work for some, and for some others it can't. And yeah. that's where really you, we saw the, because I was thinking about it when I was in the pods, like, okay, I have this emotional connection with someone, but if I don't have that physical attraction, then it's just a friendship. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. that's, and that's it. And, you know, I think that's what she experienced, but, you know, teach their own. I think also, you know, I would imagine at least, and she kind of alluded to this in the reunion, that watching it back was very eye-opening, just kind of like from a self-growth perspective. Um, did you feel the same way watching yourself back? You know, what, do you, what, did, what did you pick up on yourself that you may have not been so in touch with before? Oh, wow. Okay. So for the past year and a half, I've definitely gone through, like, so much soul-searching. And um, I changed careers and, you know, just really focused on, like, my creativity and my happiness for the past year and a half. And when I was watching the show, it's kind of like everything that I had kind of been building self-awareness to was just like in my face so mm-hmm. I'm really stubborn you know I'm um I can be like really just like quirky and things like that but those are the things that I didn't like but just watching them I'm like okay I accept it I've also evolved as a person and I will keep evolving and now I understand when Damien says like you're really harsh you know and I'm mm-hmm. like well that's just how I am but at the end of the day it's like yes that's how I am but I've learned how to be more sensitive to other people's, like, perceptions of love, right, of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did do a really good job at that before, but, again, like, matters of the heart are just completely different. And um, with him, it's just been like, okay, well, let me also kind of feed your love language. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I saw that, it was just very apparent to me. Right. No, I think that's, I think that's a really a beautiful thing, honestly, like what can come from this kind of the self-growth. What yeah. would you say your love language is? My love language, mm-hmm. I like, I like adventures. I like to be surprised. I like, you know, I like really, I like sarcasm. I like when someone like plays rough with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, overall, I'm like just someone that likes to be like held. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah. I'm really touchy and, you know, but I, I don't mind, like, you know, some some rough play. But at the end of the day, like, I'm just, like, I just want to be held by you. <laughs> don't we all? I so get that. I mean, I think you're, like, total just, you know, no bullshit. When I when we were doing our reunion recap or our recap podcast, one of the things that I say, one of the things that I said was, you know, Watching the show, I think when you saw certain arguments which we can get into, like it seemed, I guess if you look at it from a super like bird's eye view, it seemed like you were being a little bit more argumentative. And what I said in your defense was that I think Damien, at least from what we saw on television, was a little bit more kind of um, monotone, and I don't mean that negatively. Uh And so it, it made it seem almost from the public perception like your reactions were more 
intentionally right. necessarily were because you weren't having a partner that was feeding back. Like, that's just not the way he expresses himself. It's not a bad thing. But I just, like, watching that was very interesting, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah that's, that's interesting. And thank you for having my back. But, I mean, it is, um, I think what happens and he reacts, you know, he's not just like this monotone person. Yes, of course. Um, but I think when I react, um, like, really loudly or, you know, really aggressively, he likes to balance me out and he doesn't like to feed into that or else we both blow up, right? right. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, when we were having those arguments and these were kind of like pretty much like break it or make it arguments, um, I think he took it upon himself to be that, like, diffuser um, so that I would come down to, like, ground level. But, mm-hmm. I mean, because we both, we both can blow up. Um, and yeah. when, you know, he's, when he's agitated or when, you know, he's, you know, stressed out or I'm the complete opposite because I balance him. Right. Which is so, so important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really good because I, I wanted someone that was, like, the yin to my yang. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm they made him look. That. They made him sound so monotone, and it's like, oh, that's not you. And he's like, <laughs> he has. I mean, I'm with him for a reason, you know. He has such a like a dynamic, like weird ass personality, and it's like a funny personality, you know. And it just yeah. didn't come across at all in the show. Well, I guess I think a better way to maybe a, maybe for me a better word is like more. He was he seemed a little more non-reactive, and right. Which I, which honestly, I think in a lot of ways can be a positive thing because it, it, you know, it's like serenity and it's calm, which I think is really important. But yes, it definitely as a viewer, I'm like, I I guess I'm happy to hear you say this because it's a whole other side of him that you're right. We didn't see. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm with him for a reason, guys. Like, I can't be with someone that's like, that doesn't have a personality. I would die. No, of course. (laughs) No, I mean, you're so full of that, of course. (laughs) Um, I want to get into a couple of specifics, like nitty gritty stuff that I know people want to hear. And honestly, I want to hear too. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, okay. The the sex scene, uh-huh. the, the fight, we got it. I got it. Tell me, I have like a million questions, but I guess number one, like, uh-huh. were, was you planning on saying that or it kind of just came out? Um, I wasn't planning on saying it then. I wanted to talk to him about it at some point. Um, you know, maybe on camera, off camera, I didn't, like, you don't know when the right time to say something like that is. And, um, he was just kind of, I guess I was feeling like egged on or I was feeling like, I don't know. I was feeling kind of like backed up into a corner and I was like, this is the one thing that I need to tell him, but I don't know how. And I just said it, you know? Yeah. I actually... Like, I know you may have gotten a little bit of backlash for that, but I actually thought it was very empowering. Like, I think one of the biggest things, a little bit more generally, is that women are often, like, afraid to speak their mind when it comes to, like, sexual satisfaction. And, yeah, okay, maybe the way you went about it was a little harsh, but I think that that was amazing that you said that. And, like, I'm sure the result of that was great for both of you. Yeah, it totally worked out. I highly recommend. Just talk. Just talk I to your partner. <laughs> I was going to say, how's the sex yes. I'm sure we're out of the totally yeah, different, Yeah, right? totally different. I mean, since that conversation, you know, and, and I'm so, and that's why I said yes. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just not that's why I said yes, but that's, <laughs> that's something that I resolved that I'm like, okay, I can go into marriage now and feel confident about, you know, our sex life because it's so important in a marriage. It's so um, important. 
And so, yeah, we were, we had like this really great open communication about it and we joke about it now. And, um, you know, it's, it's so good that like that I was able to, I don't know, because for a year and a half, I was so scared about that moment. I was like, God, like this was such like a harsh moment and it was like so vulnerable and real. Like I can't take it back. Like, I don't know how this is going to play out. And, um, and I'm, Honestly, I'm really happy that when I saw it, I was just like, wait, but that's true. That's real. Yeah. Like, I, that's what I was feeling. Like, I don't have to be ashamed of that. And, you know, the fact that people are telling me, like, yeah, like, I don't want to be ashamed of it either. It's just like, all right, well, I worried for nothing. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I love that. I support you. Listen, you. I, my biggest thing is, like, uh, faking orgasms is such, like, an antiquated mindset. Like, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't do that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and just tell your partner, hey, like, this is, you know, maybe what I like, or let's try something different. Like, you're great, but I'm kind of thinking, let's try this. You know, I don't know. It's just kind of yes. brush the ego a little bit more than I did, because maybe they'll respond <laughs> better. I mean, Damien, the way that he picked up, picked it up and was just like, okay, like, this is important to you. Like, I can be passionate. I was not expecting that. I was fully expecting him to just say, okay, you can go now. And he right. did the complete opposite. Yeah, but that's what my thing is that that to me was like so attractive. Like that to me, right? Really, real like true masculinity and like having a lot of confidence. Like, okay, I can take that feedback. It's not going to stop me. It's not going to shut me down. Give me a minute yeah. to process it, but then like game on. And I, exactly. yeah, no, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Um, it's that BDE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, people were really curious. We saw, you know, in the wedding, and I'm sure things are totally different now, but your mom had a really intense kind of reaction. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a mother's cu- daughter. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I totally get that. And I, I guess I'm curious how that those conversations, you know, after the cameras left and everything, how that was able to be resolved because she was so upset and understandably so. Yeah, yeah. Well, my mom, my mom loved Damien when she met him, you know, so you can even hear her saying like in her interview, like she's going to marry Damien. So she always, she always liked his vibe. She just didn't like that he had told me no in front of, at the altar, right? And like any mom would. And it took her, took her a little bit, but she's kind of like me, you know, where we can just kind of like live, learn and move on and be like, okay, like, Give me your, you know, give me your best shot kind of thing. And so we, after I explained to her, I was like, mom, no, like, he really loves me. He treats me like a princess. It's just really crazy circumstances. And we didn't get married. Plus, you wanted us to have more time anyway. So, like, what are you upset about? (laughs) And, um, yeah, and she's totally, she's like Damien's number one fan. Like, she loves Damien. Um, My parents love him. Like, they have all these inside jokes. Sometimes, like, they're texting, and I don't even know that they're texting. Like, it's just, it's really great how much yeah how much I love him I love that also you know people were uh I I understand this but I want you to just explain it once and for all for people that were confused the significance of ripping the dress Mm. Mm -hmm. so after yeah what was that all about okay so after I (laughs) and people are like you didn't have the stain on your butt and so that whole scene was fake and I'm like no after I fell I scrubbed the shit out of my dress because I was like, I'm going to confront him and there's no way he's going to know that I, you know, fell in the mud and I'm going to look and feel my best. So I scrubbed it out. But then there was also this tear 
because of running away, right? That was at the bottom of my dress. And so when we were talking um, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. Like, this is, he hurt me. So I'm going to, you know, serve it back and just be done because I don't want to do this anymore. I saw a little sliver of my dress that was already torn. So I picked up my dress, finished tearing it off and put my bow back on his wrist. So in the beginning of the show, he he put a bow on his left wrist because um, he was my gift. And that's mm-hmm. my thing. Like I, you know, I, I had this, you know, um, he didn't know this, but I had a bow. I have a bow tattoo on my right wrist. And those bows were our thing. And at the end of it, I was like, okay, like you can have your bow back. Like you can have your gift back. I don't want you anymore kind of thing. And that's why I put it on his wrist and left. Oh, that was. Yeah. This is what I'm telling you when I say that you were made for reality television. <laughs> you weren't doing that to be performative. That was real. No. You know, it just, it yeah. just so happened to make the best entertainment ever. Oh, man. And that's, yeah, that's. At least, you know, it served a purpose. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it absolutely did. But, um, you know, also, just a brief question. People are, are really curious as to Vanessa and Nick's involvement in the sense that we didn't see them as much yeah. on the show. But you guys did have, you know, some sort of a relationship with them, right? Yeah, totally. We saw them way more than they were shown, like way more. Um, what happened was that they were, you know, they were in the pods and pretty much after we came out of our, like, our date, not every single date, but, like, the big, like, big significant ones, they would come out and give us advice and they actually came and visited us at our um, apartments and they were, they were pretty much involved. Um, so we, I see them, I saw them at the reunion and I was like, oh my God, like, it's so nice to meet you, like to see you again. Like, you know, so yeah. it was definitely, we definitely built a relationship. It just wasn't, you know, it wasn't shown. Wasn't yeah. Shown. yeah. And are you still in touch aside from obviously Damien, are you still in touch or friendly with anyone else from the, from the show? Yeah. I mean, right now, I think everyone's just kind of settling into their, you know, their married life or their, you know, their, some people moved away to like California or North Carolina. So we're not in touch as much anymore. Um, but I, I love every single girl that was in the show. I, again, like I love Amber, Lauren Stray. I love Jessica. I think she was, she was such a good friend to me during the show. Um, Elsie, Kelly, like, I love all every single one. Um, And Mark and Damien are, like, really good friends. So we all kind of, like, hang out here and there. That's really nice. I mean, you guys went through an experience that truly was unique. Nobody else can understand that. Exactly. Oh, my God, I'm so happy you said that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God, are you kidding? Because so many people, like, obviously have watched the show. and, And it's just, like, I love that you watched the show. I love that you felt what we felt. But at the end of the day, it's no, we we would tell each other this when we were in the pods. We were like, no one is going to understand this. Like, the only people that get it is us. Because, like, you really, the things that go on in your body and, like, in, like, your psyche is just unexplainable. I can only imagine. I mean, really, and we only saw such a small percentage of your actual conversations in the pods. Like, like not even 1%, I think. <laughs> oh, when I was reading, I was reading some of those interviews after, like, Rory, for example, and he said, you know, once you got it down to your final three, you were spending six hours easy, eight hours, ten hours. That's a long time. 
Mm-hmm. It was something crazy, like over 400 hours of footage or maybe even more. Yeah. Or I think it was more, honestly, in the pods. And we had, yeah, the, the the deep conversations or just like the funny moments or the the, the realizations that people had leading up to, oh, my God, I might be in love with this person. Those were so intense and powerful and beautiful. And it's just like, that wasn't shown. But, you know, we never know. Maybe they'll drop some, you know, mm-hmm. unseen footage here and there. I hope so. That's a lot. My favorite part was the pod. Oh, my God. Me, too. I could watch pod footage for hours and hours. That That's Julie's biggest thing. I know she couldn't be on because of the technical difficulties. But that's her biggest thing. She wishes that there was. She said, she's like, I would have done a whole series of just the pods. Yeah, you could easily do a whole se- it, like the circle. The circle pretty much did a, a series of like pod conversations. You know, they were they were isolated. Yeah. They were talking through a wall kind of thing. And I don't. I mean, no one knew that this show was going to be this big. So mm-hmm. maybe next season, if they decide to do a next season, maybe they'll do a whole you know ten episodes just on pods. But I would I love never that. Know. I, I would love that, too. I want to see if anyone else can go through with this, because it's not for the faint of heart at all. No, I, <laughs> I would love my dream in, like, a hypothetical world is that they did a second season, and then you guys came in as, like, the advice giver to the contestant. I would love that. I would right? Such great advice. <laughs> yeah, because you actually know what it's like. Yeah, 100%. I would do yeah. that. So I guess I wanted to just end by asking you, and you know, aside from anything r- regarding this, is will we see you in television in the future entertainment? Like, what's your dream? What's your North Star? Tell me your, what do you want for your career, for your life? Oh, thank you. I would love to be on TV um, again. And, you know, either that's hosting or maybe I'll try my hand in acting. Um, I definitely want to be, you know, in the entertainment space. Uh, right now I'm doing a podcast with iHeartRadio called Love Insight. Um, and it's like all the behind the scenes dirt when you heard it with Rory. Oh, no, you mm-hmm. haven't heard it. You just read the article. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe I'll I'll start going into that a little bit more. But I think my passion definitely lies like in front of the camera. Um, and I want to start a fashion line and, you know, just kind of fulfill all of those those dreams that I've always dreamt about. And um, I don't know. I really want to try my hand in acting, though. I think that would be a good, good fit. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Our our DMs, we always say, kind of serve as like people's place to give their no filtered opinions on, yeah, you know, celebrities or public figures. And that's what everybody says. Like you are made for being in front of the camera. I am like personally just really excited to watch your trajectory. And when all of this is over and we're back in New York and whatever, I would love to yeah. do something. Let's- yeah, this is wild. I'm so happy for you. I would love that. Oh, my God. You just gave me goosebumps. I love you. Is she not a riot? <laughs> a riot. Like, like literally, <laughs> it's exactly what you said, that she was literally made for reality TV. I know. And I said to her when I said, I was like, you know, because her dream, as she said at the end, like, as an actress, et cetera, like, I'm telling you right now, this girl is going to be on our televisions. I don't know in what capacity, but it's going to happen. I sure hope so. I think she's destined for it. Oh, she is. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. 
Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, New Kids on the Block, Sean Paul, Sum 41, Whitney Cummings, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Okay, so next up is Elsie. Again, this is just bits and pieces of our conversation. We kind of came in in the middle because there was so much, but I don't know. I wanted to hear more about her and Barnett's story and kind of just hear how she felt. And she was really honest. Didn't you feel that way? Yeah, I did. I was. I think it's really, it was so good speaking to her just because we didn't get that much of her. Yeah, I mean, you know, I could do this with literally every single person we'll have. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay, so let's cut to that. Okay, I, ha- I have to ask you. We mm-hmm. gotta talk about Barnett for a couple minutes. Like, okay. I have so many questions. I want to know what made you fall for him. And then I also want to know what it felt like. Like if you could take yourself back to the moment of when he told you, you know, that he was, that his heart was elsewhere, what that was like, because watching it was really hard. And I just, I know maybe painful even now, but I just would love to hear if you could try to like get back into that moment. Yeah. Um, I guess to answer the first part of that is Barnett, just like what attracted me to him in the first place. But, um, I mean, he's just easy to get along with. He's just an easy guy to talk to. He's funny. He's weird. He's, um, you know, we got it. Like we've got a similar sense of humor. Um, I think we both kind of handle emotional situations the same way, which I think it's probably not a good thing for him because not like, I don't know if I'm the most like emotionally, like a mature person, I guess at the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, that's always been hard for me. And I think it's been hard for him, but I, feel like we both just understood each other without even having to really say that. Like we didn't have to go into super details because we just kind of already understood um, how the other was kind of feeling about that. And it was hard. I mean, there was some, I mean, we would literally go from like, you know, one, one second I'm like actually like physically rolling on the ground, like laughing so hard about whatever we're talking about, whatever like dumb thing that we're saying. And then the next second we're, you know, getting, trying to get a little deeper and like have these conversations about what it would be like if we did get married and blah, blah, blah and like, you know, moral politics and um, just day-to-day life and where we would want to live, you know, stuff like that. And um, I don't know, it was just fun. And he just seemed like such a, like he was like a best friend almost. And obviously like if you don't have physical attraction to go off of because we didn't see them at all, um, 
I mean, I like his voice, I guess. <laughs> so right. Probably as close as we got to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It was just, we were very similar. Like you said on the show too, you know, like we are not, I don't know if we're like the same person, but we do have a lot of similar qualities. Um, and I think that's, for us, it was just easy for us to kind of gravitate towards each other because of that. But we weren't necessarily challenging each other. So right. I think that's ultimately why he, you know, ended up picking Amber too. So, um, so yeah, but then for the second half, I guess, of that question, um, just, it was hard, obviously, at the time, but it was definitely hard to watch back as well. Um, mostly because I feel like I, I went through all those emotions, you know, it took me like a few months. I, you know, only knowing someone for less than two weeks, you know, behind a wall. And it's still like, I think it just brought up a lot more issues that I realized I had that I hadn't really focused on or dealt with at all. Um, you know, obviously it wasn't all like my reaction that you saw, like wasn't necessarily a hundred percent about burnout. It was kind of about everyone that I've dated. Um, and, you know, it, it's hard. I mean, anytime you get, rejected in any capacity it's hard like whether it's rejected for a job or an audition or a guy or a girl you know it's it's not ever something that's like good to hear but it's always something that you learn from and you change from if you if you let yourself and I really try to do that work (laughs) over the last year and a half so you know seeing myself and I you know I turned 28 in February and I so by the time the show came out I was like a few days later I turned 28 and I was 26 on the show and it was just hard to watch me myself go through that. And mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, just watching myself, like kind of have, I mean, I was having a panic attack. Like I was not, you know, that was not, I was not fake tears or anything like that. Yeah. Um, which I mean, everyone has ever had a panic attack. I don't know, but I mean, everyone has them differently. There's different levels of it. So, I mean, that one, I really just felt like I was talking you know, I was just talking to one of the producers and they're, just, you know, asking me questions. They're trying to get stuff out of me to talk about, but I just kind of like broke down. I was just so tired and so like emotionally drained. And like, you know, I just had so much anxiety about the whole thing. Cause I kind of had a, I, just, I kind of figured it wasn't going to be me that, you know, that day. And, um, like the night before I did not sleep at all. Like I literally had maybe two hours of sleep and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was like, an, we were, just the day of our like engaged or not kind of day, I knew he still hadn't even made his decision. And like, until maybe a couple hours beforehand is, you know, I think what he was dealing with there. So it was just kind of like, at this point, if you don't, I mean, I know it's only been a short amount of time, but you know, at that point, Amber had kind of told me some things he said to her and I was like, okay, he's saying the exact same things to me. Great. <laughs> um, then, you know, found out about stuff he said to Jess. And at that point, it wasn't really like much. Of, it was more of like a me and Amber thing um, than Jess really at all. She had her own little love triangle going on. Um, but, you know, it was just, I just realized he was saying a lot of the same things to us. And I know now like reasoning behind that, but it's just at the time I was like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, right. he's really just out here saying the same thing to everybody. So I was like upset. I was angry. I was hurt. I was, you know, like wanted to run away. And like, you know, I, I couldn't, I had to, I couldn't run away. I had to face that there was zero distractions to keep me entertained. I, you know, I realized how much I focused on distractions. 
Yeah. So, yeah, it was weird. And, you know, it is what it is. But it was it was definitely hard to watch. Like, I cannot even, every time I watch that little scene of me crying and all that, I get a little emotional. <laughs> well, yeah, but, that, was such yeah. A, that was such a real intense level of vulnerability, you know? I Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was real. I mean, you could see that, that that was real. Those were real emotions for sure. Yeah. I mean, even when I was talking to him, the final, like, you know, boy by situation, my little hair flip, and all that, mm-hmm. which I did not. I even right after you were like, what did you say to him? Oh, my God. And like, he's crying. What did you say? And I was like, I don't even know. Like, even right after it was happening, I just my brain was just fried. And I really don't even know what I was saying. I like, you know, I don't know. Again, I don't know if y'all ever had like anxiety attack, panic attack, yeah. like that, but you can kind of feel it. I, for me at least like I definitely like when I was in there talking to Burnett I walked in already having like all this anxiety built up and like you know just when he said it it was like when he said like it's not ULC is almost like a relief I guess but I was really trying not to cry in in the pod with him um I just didn't want you know to give him that I guess and when I when I got up um you know I was like whatever I said, uh, I hope you have a great life or something like that. And then I was, try, you know, I was not like trying to be dramatic, but I feel like I was, I'm just like naturally that kind of person. I think <laughs> I got to, you know, trying to be dramatic and like slam the door, you know, but I was like, okay, he can't see me. So I got up, said that will like, hope you have a nice life. And then I said, I'm walking out the door because I was like, crap, I realized <laughs> he doesn't know that I'm leaving. <laughs> That's so funny. It's, but, it's a, it's a yeah. bizarre it's a bizarre situation. You don't even have, it's like you don't even have the validation of having them watch you, like watch you react, you know, like, yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, I, and it was a different level kind of of rejection. Um, just because it's a level of rejection that most people probably won't experience, which is, I'm grateful for that. Um, but, it was weird because it's not like he could be like, Oh, Amber is more my type. Like she's hotter, you know, whatever. It was me like being vulnerable, being my most like myself and thinking that I have this connection with this guy. And like he, I knew we had other connections with other people, you know, we knew that, but just the connection that we had, I was like, how could I be so wrong about that? And it was more, it just hit a little different because it was like more personable or more personal, I guess. Um, It was like my, my core personality that he was kind of not wanting and not just like, oh, Amber's hotter or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that No, it's actually really, that's such an interesting point you made because it's something that I was thinking about a lot. And I don't know if this is, you know, just a, I, I guess as a woman or, or I guess really anyone, but since I can only speak from the perspective of a woman, obviously, you know, you're so, right. I feel like we have this tendency to, because of society, be so kind of focused on our looks as the way of if, if people are attracted to us, right? Like, there's right. something so constantly in our heads and this what that wasn't the thing here that wasn't even a you know superficially that was totally out of the equation which is a totally yeah. different level of kind of vulnerability and I I yeah that really resonates with me what you're saying yeah no it was uh definitely weird <laughs> <laughs> when when you were watching it back um seeing both you know his conversations with Amber with Jessica etc like does it now do you are you now kind of like oh like that makes more sense for them. Well, 
even even just knowing them the last year and a half, you know, we don't live in the same area. So like I met him a couple months after they stopped filming. Um, and obviously I knew Amber too, but in my head at the time when it was going on, I was like, me and Amber are so different. I don't understand. Like if he's telling me this stuff, like either he has no idea what he wants, is not going to propose at all to anybody or like I'm way off or something, you know? And, and, so, because we are very different, me and Amber are a lot the same, but we are a lot, very, we are very different. And so, um, which is why I love her also, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, just being friends with them outside of the pods too. Like I've obviously gotten to see it firsthand. Like they're, they are such a good couple. Were you attracted to Barnett at all when you saw him in person? Um, I will say if I hadn't seen him, not that he's not, he's a good looking guy, but I, He's just not my type, really. Um, if I would have just met him out randomly, I probably would have never... We probably would have like, joked around or something like that, but that was... I probably wouldn't have ever, like, approached him or anything like that, you know? Um, right. I don't know if he would have approached me or... I don't know. But for him, for me, I think now... I mean, obviously, he's married, so I don't say anything about him, but, like, I think he's just a more attractive person to me now because I met him in the pods. And right. I think that's right. pretty cool. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's how it is. I don't, like, I know that if I met him, if we had gotten engaged and I had met him, I would have thought he was attractive just because I was already so attracted to his personality. Um, right. Yeah. So it's hard. It's different when you know people. You feel like more attractive or less attractive the more you get to know them. So, yeah. Yeah, it's almost hard to look at them objectively now once you have that sort of, like, emotional connection. Yeah, no, it makes total it sense. Is. I, this is the most fun I've ever had, I think. I think it is, too. Like, I think this is genuinely the best time, like, you've ever had. Like, again, I'm having the time of my life, but you, I know this is just another level. When I, when I was interviewing Jeanita, I was upstairs, and I the service was so bad. I don't know what was going on. And I went into my dad's room, like, at, you know, at the couch at the end, and he walked upstairs not knowing that I was on a call. You would have thought I was on the phone with the fucking vice president. I was like, I, I muted it. I was like, don't. Say a word, Jeanita's on the phone. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. I was like, I felt like I was speaking to royalty, and I was like, if you mess this up, I swear to God. I mean, how weird is it doing this at home, Julie? It's the weirdest thing ever. Like, I, I have a walk into my kitchen and I'd be like, okay, I need everybody to be quiet because I'm on the phone with Nick Lachey. My mom's like, what are you talking about? I know. It's like, what? I was like, I'm sitting in my bed interviewing Nick and Vanessa. I'm so confused. What is happening? I don't know. You know something, Julie? We're going to look back on this and just be like, wow, this was a bizarre time for everyone. It really was. I mean, it really is. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. Thank you for letting us do this content because truly it's my dream come true. And I promise you, if I can get Jessica on the phone, I will. We probably probably could have gotten more people, but I wanted to get it out. And this may just have to be, you know, an evolving thing. And you know what? I'm so fine with that, aren't you? Oh my God, so fine with it. <laughs> okay, we love you guys. We will see you next week or on Friday and then next week. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. 
And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.